Oh, you introduced it. I can't be asked. Don't wanna. Thank you, Shay. Hey. 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 Wikipedia can get fogged. <laughs> Zimbabwean side, Triangle United. Fucking brilliant! Did you not know a parrot is a real bird? It's not like manufactured to sit in a cage. I honestly thought parrots were just fucking. What did you think parrots were? I don't know. They were just in houses. An experiment for everyone at home. If you want to look at Neil Warnock, take your hands and kind of grip it in like a claw sort of motion, and there it is. Hello, welcome to a socially distance-friendly episode of Goalposts for Jumpers. I'm joined here, well, not here, joined here. in the Nethers, the Netherlands. Well, not Netherlands, as in Holland. What am I trying to say, Alex? I don't know. Shall I start it? <laughs> I was... So, you're on Skype. We're on Skype. We're in a completely different location. It actually works for me. It means that I don't have to see you, which is cool. You're not having to, like, occupy my space, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. But we can still do the podcast. Yeah, that works for me, and I'm not hurt. So we're, we are drinking um, our signature beer of Corona right now. Mm. It's what we always tend to drink whilst recording a podcast. Just want to say, we, you mentioned before we started, we need to point out the fact that we started drinking this before this whole pandemic, and we can confirm that it isn't Corona that is putting you at risk yeah. right now, even though there are cases so can, left of it. You can still buy it. It means that coronavirus isn't in a, in a corona. So people shouldn't worry and people should still buy it like normal humans. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because if you go into the supermarkets, most, well, at least it was when, the, when all the madness first started, yeah. or most of the beer was gone yeah. other than corona, yeah. as if, as if, um, the Chinese government implanted a virus in a Mexican beer. It was like a boycott. By the way, it's like it standing up against coronavirus by not drinking Corona. It is Mexican. Isn't we it? have a lot uh, more serious matters to discuss. I think than Sorry, beers. Yeah. yeah, that is fair. Um, so we'll, we'll address the plenty... fact first of all, what? Gareth. Before mm. we go ahead, what we're doing in terms of actually recording podcasts, when we're releasing them, when we get them out to you, because obviously it's a difficult time for us to to record and, and get them out. We think we found a solution. Um, what's so going we will... on? What's going on? What's, what's making you know, it harder? Uh, global pandemic. It's not funny. I don't know what Sorry, I completely forgot that was happening. Yeah, um, basically we're going to try and do um, the typical Wednesday episodes, uh, a couple of YouTube videos here and there. We were talking yes. about doing a pub quiz just before we recorded, cool. which will be wicked. Um, nothing's guaranteed, though, because we're just so busy right now playing Fortnite. So, we are swamped. Um, yeah. yeah. Should we kick this, uh, this week's episode off with Tweets of the Week? Tweets of the Week, baby. It's time in the show for Alex to blow your mind by stealing other people's stuff on Twitter. Forget coronavirus for one second. Well, no, not really. It's pretty serious. I'm actually very scared and I'm a robot. Tweets of the week. Let's get it. Loads ahead. Obviously, tweets of the week said there. We got plenty of talking points because it's been a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Twat list and two lies and a truth. They're still up. there. Definitely. But remember to subscribe to us if you're not already. If you just happen Please. to 
come along to us if you're watching this on YouTube. All right, yep. how's it going? Subscribe as well. Give us a like. Alex, tweet of the week. Let's go. Right, okay. So it's quite short tweets of the week because some of our topics that we want to debate are probably Twitter, Twitter-based um, right. debates because we've had a lot of good tweets recently. But I'll kick it off with at Odds Bible. They mm. tweeted, and I don't know whether you've seen this, but it's Norwich defender Tim Closer should have been more careful when he uploaded onto his Instagram story. Did you see what this was? No. So he uploaded a um, basically a picture, and I think I don't know what he was doing. I think he was playing football manager, or he was doing something. On one of the tabs next to it was uh, a little. Probably people don't know this website, but it was a uh, pornhub.com slash stay at home. Uh, it's like a site for people who are want poor. To... They don't have a lot yeah. of money. No, no, no. Um, oh. It's P O R N hub so porn sorry i don't know what that means but it's fine um, a lot of people will know what it is but it's, okay yeah 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 yeah. sure 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 basically sure, they're, sure. they're saying that he should have uh, he should have done a bit of a proofreading before he sent that off uh, so embarrassing understanding this uh the tab was open you could see it somewhere you could see the tab was there but he was open on another tab but he still well, had that open that, that reminds me of a very funny story that a uh, very quick funny story that i saw the other day Obviously, doing a master's degree myself, all of our lectures now and all over the world are over Zoom, primarily, which is kind of like Skype. And a university professor, whilst beaming his screen to his students, because that's something you can do on Zoom, there was a bookmarked thing in Google Chrome, and it said, big, busty, milf, like, fuck, dot, dot, dot. Imagine how mortified you'd be if all of your students had seen that. You'd never go back in. You'd never go back into another lecture, would you? How do you, you go back to that? How does Tim Closer get past this? To be fair, I, I think it's a bit less embarrassing for a footballer because, I don't know, it's a footballer. Like, I don't know. I guess, you, uh, I guess Tim should have closed his tabs. No, don't do it. Okay. At Simply Millie 84, day 14 isolation, and the Wembley game is getting feisty. Now, this is a video of two brothers playing in the back garden. If you haven't seen it, please go to at Simply Millie 84 and you'll see it. It's probably one of the best home videos you'll see in terms of your isolation day to day, representing what kids are doing and how kind of this coronavirus is affecting everyone inside. They've lost their shit here. Uh, the brothers basically they're competing. Wait, wait, wait! I've music. got, I've got it here. You've do got you want to describe what I'm seeing. Please do. Do I need the sound on? No. Okay. So there's two brothers playing in the garden, kicking two shades of shit out of each other. Uh, little goal with a dad in it. Uh, one brother, oh my god, he absolutely cleans him out. <laughs> he he absolutely he just fucking kicked him. In the, oh, his brother's running after it. Oh my god. It goes <laughs> off. His brother just beard kicked his other brother. They're fucking, he's punching his head. Right. Where's the referee? His dad took at least 20 seconds too long to come over and break that up. Yeah, I think obviously tempers have been boiling for a while in isolation and, and Wembley, probably the best way to get it out of here. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. I've had a fight with my brother before, but, you know, punching each deep. other's heads. That was, that was deep, that was that deep man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last tweet, just finally, um, is at Dave underscore does underscore that. 
Oh, How sad is uh, is it that a pissed up dick like Jack Grealish gets five times more tweets and coverage than Marcus Rashford, who's busy buying underprivileged kids meals while staying at home, reading, observing, quarantine and recovering from an injury? Our world, man, our world. Do you know why? Because people prefer to complain than to praise. It's, it's the human instinct. It's, when you go to a restaurant and you have an amazing meal, you won't go on to TripAdvisor and say... What a lovely meal that was. If it was awful, yeah. you would sign up to TripAdvisor, even if you didn't have one, to leave yeah. that review. And people True. love to moan. Obviously, Jack Grealish, um, his behavior was ridiculous. Um, you know, it's almost like when a footballer does something that disappointing, mm. there's so many people jump on the bandwagon of, uh, you know, Warawanko. Like, people expect footballers to do this stuff. And players like Rashford, and I saw yesterday Cardiff's Josh Murphy delivering food supplies to old yeah, people. That. Right, that that tweet of just forget Cardiff player, because obviously I'm a Cardiff fan, just a footballer yeah. delivering supplies to an elderly woman. Like, where were all the comments there about footballers need to be doing more? It's stuff? scandal. And, and we, it's probably the UK, but it's probably... US, it's a lot of lot of cultures just appreciate a scandal. It's something to talk about. It's a gossip and something like that. Jack Grealish is quite a controversial character. So it's funny because we will say that, but at the same time, what was the first thing that we would have spoke about out of those two if I was just chatting to you? Probably would have been Jack Grealish driving. Did you see Jack Grealish? You're not going to say, oh, did you see Marcus Rafford delivering or helping yeah. out his local community? It's, it's one of those. It's sad, but it's true. But it does take us on to our first topic that we're going to debate. Um, and it's the player wage criticism that we're uh, that we're observing at the moment. This all started. Well, it, this is highlighted by uh, Health Secretary uh, Matt Hancock, or Handjob, as someone politely put, suggesting Fair that enough. Premier League footballers should take a pay cut and play their part. Which, which, okay, yes, granted, that's correct. But rather than calling out his kind of wealthy mates, his wealth, wealthy business owner mates he's decided to pick on Premier League footballers like they're not doing anything. I could give you a list, and I will give you a list, of people who, or, or players in the Premier League who are doing something. And I'll give you a very, as quick as I can. I won't I include everyone. No, don't, don't rush it. I actually, I'm interested in this. I'll, t- I'll tell you something. Because let's actually talk about what Premier League footballers are doing. Matt Hancock, you self-involved knobhead. How about you just... Take five seconds out of your life to see what you're actually criticising. Because, first of all, Jordan Henderson, Liverpool captain, um, he's already starting a coronavirus NHS fund. Um, so that's amongst all club captains uh, in the Premier League. We've got yeah. Harry Maguire, who's donating 20% of his salary. Uh, no, 30%, sorry, of his salary. Um, we've mm-hmm. got Marcus Rashford, who we've already touched touched on but uh, his work in the community with the food banks is incredible so far we've got Eddie Howe we've got Graham Potter both Premier League managers who have taken a pay cut that's voluntary we've got Gary Neville obviously we saw what he did with the hotels and Um, my gigs uh... yeah Joe Cole which I'll go back to Joe Cole because this is brilliant what Joe Cole's done but uh, David De Gea donated £300,000 to uh, the community of Madrid back home. Ilki Gundogan, uh, Man City midfielder, arrange, he was arranging shopping services for his um, for the nursing staff. City and United both donated £100,000 um, between them. 
uh, to food banks in Manchester. Loftus Cheek, Dan James, both involved in charity events already as well. These are ones that I just thought of that I have seen and noted down. These aren't yeah. the people that I've I've kind that's, of looked up and had that's to research. Not, yeah, that's just not the a complete list. That's not a complete list. It's, no, it's such an incredibly misinformed and generalistic opinion for people to just pick on footballers. It's always happened. It's always, you know, the military, how does a soldier fight your country yeah. is on less than a footballer? I'm sorry, mate, but it takes a lot more talent to be a Premier League footballer than to go out, go out to Iraq. Like it takes more bravery to to do something, but we don't reward bravery with financial kind of benefits. Yeah. And there's there's also as a, as a culture, there's also not there's also not billions of pounds of TV rights going into soldiers uh, being viewed on television on Sky Sports going out there's, to Iraq. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's unfortunate. No. But it's an entertainment industry. The money is there. The yeah. sponsorships, everything. Matt Hancock, you, when he decided, sorry, when he decided, and not just Matt Hancock, uh, you, you had London Mayor Sadiq, Sadiq uh, what's his Sadiq name Khan. Sadiq Khan, um, saying, like, footballers uh, are a disgrace, they need to lower their wages and help people out. I'm sorry, mate, but if you weren't so busy going on Twitter and calling out people for being racist and actually, like, focused on the NHS and stuff like that, He's just taking that people like this are taking pressure off themselves yeah, by blaming an easy target. Yeah, just as it, simple it, as that. It's one of those things. It was it was really disappointing because it's it's such a strange group of people to pick on. The people who are arguably donating the most amount of money, and they're in a privileged position. Granted, they're not the people who have to worry about their salaries or um, financial constraints at the moment, but. At the same time, these are the guys who, in, instead of being a Jack Grealish, going out partying with your mates when you've been told to stay inside, they're actually mm. out in the community, so to speak, donating and giving back to the people that kind of absolutely love them. And what Marcus Rashford's done, what Joe Cole's done, what Gary Neville's done, what Gundogan's done, De Gea back home, what Jordan Henderson's currently doing as well, is fantastic. And we should highlight that more because mm. it seems like that was something... Well, it was a scapegoat. We said it. it was, they were scapegoating. It was taking pressure off themselves and saying, well, look at yourselves, Premier League footballers. You don't do anything. Well, they fucking do. I want to tell you just a little bit about what Joe Cole's been doing. Right, this is fantastic. So Joe Cole and his wife set up a charity. £300,000 raised. He bought 50 3D printers to print thousands of medical visors for frontline NHS staff. Sent nutritious food direct to, uh, to hospital staff providing childcare to NHS staff, offering therapy to NHS staff as well. So he's gone that one step further and he's obviously donated the money, but he's done it to specific organisations, specific kind of beneficial factors for the NHS, which is brilliant because that's the people that we should be supporting at the moment as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, while you're saying stuff, uh, Joe Cole's story is unbelievable with 3D printers. Also, yeah. there, are, there are just general public, you know, people with 3D printers helping make PPE equipment for the NHS, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got, you know, someone I've seen, Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey's donated anonymously. Uh, I saw that, Obviously, yeah, yeah £10,000 to a local um, surgery, basically, and then they needed another ten grand, so he just said, he gave another ten grand. What was more impressive, though, is when you go on Just Giving, when you donate on Just Giving, you've got a box to tick that says, um, do you want to add a gift aid, which is normally 2.5%, yeah. 
Yeah. And you can see that he has not only donated 10 grand, but a further 2,500 gift aid, yeah. which just goes to like other charities. Yeah. And Neymar as well. Neymar, Neymar uh, yeah, just Neymar's been doing it. donated. Messi like has. Nearly Gerard a million. Piquet has. Yeah. It's crazy. Ronaldo has. So the, the footballers are doing their bit, and Premier League footballers are definitely doing their bit. So that bollocks from Matt Hancock is what it is bollocks. Um, Absolutely. We've got two lies and a truth next. Uh, we do indeed. So something a little bit less serious. Two lies and a truth. Well, Alex, two lies and a truth. Uh, looking forward to this one, mate. Is it coronavirus uh, related or are we just, you know, getting, getting away from that? A bit of escapism. It's not coronavirus. Yeah, a bit Good, of escapism. Yeah. But it is science related. So it's mm. science, football science. Ooh. Football weird science. Okay. Exact. Okay. So this is the normal part show. Are you, so are you saying knows. that we're doing football weird science and Dr. Angus Berger isn't a part of it? Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I, no, he's not. Well, it's just because that would have worked a lot better than you doing it because he's got a PhD in weird science. Yeah, it's just, I I think he's busy. Where is he? I think he's busy, mate. Do you he's know where the, to? He's on the front line. Right. Well, with Morag? Yeah. yeah. Right, fair enough. Go on. And so I also don't of... want to do the accent. Yeah, two lies <laughs> are true. So this is where I give you uh, three stories, Gareth, and the audience, uh, three stories from the world of football. These are weird science-related stories. Two of them are lies. One of them's true. You've got to guess which one is true. Okay. Story number one. I'm going to do the thing where I read the title and you guess the story. That sounds fantastic and I can't wait to partake. Okay, so story number one. Yes. Huge game coming up. Don't choke. No, actually, do. Huge, Huge game, game coming up. up. Don't choke. No, actually, do. Okay, so there was a big game in football. Um, they didn't want to bottle it and a player was running through on goal in the final seconds of the game, but choked on a moth and died. Close. Uh, oh, in okay. 1934, Rangers title-winning forward James Marshall qualified as a doctor and gave this advice to fellow players on the benefits of getting your wife in a headlock. Is it wise for the man who chokes his wife 25 to 30 times a day to give up entirely for two days before an important fixture? I should say that it would most definitely likely be harmful. The man who chokes his wife a modest 10 times a day may reduce his allowance to five during the season and the constitution will very, get, very soon get used to it. But I would not advise the heavy wife chokers who are athletes to give up the headlocks entirely just before a big physical effort. Equally, a single choking will steady the nerve of many an excited footballer. Well, that one's true then, isn't it? Because it's a book. You've just written a book. Story number one, wife choking in football. Story number two, this, this new manager is the bollocks. This new manager is the bollocks. So, Carlisle United once appointed a football manager called Joe Testicles. Yeah. In yeah. 1937, Wolves manager 
Frank Buckley was caught up in a doping scandal when he began injecting his players with monkey testicles. The major, as he was known, used monkey balls to help give his players a competitive edge. Story number two. Did it work? Uh, Yeah. Good. It was a long time ago. Story number three. Story number three. You're good with the ball, but you could do with a bigger cock. You're good with the ball. ball, but you could do with a bigger cock. Why am I getting deja vu right now? You're <laughs> good with the ball, but you Is it because someone do... has said to you that you could do with a bigger cock? No. No, what are you talking about? It took a long time to answer. <laughs> what? What's, you're what's your guess? good with the ball. You're good but with you the ball. You could do with a bigger cock. Um... A football, a talented footballer, youngster, a promising youngster, uh, who is coming through the ranks of a French third division club, um, was very talented. Everyone said he was very talented, and um, he did have a sponsorship at the time with French manufacturer Le Coq Sportif, um, but unfortunately, he couldn't pay for his digs, so he was told. You're very good with a ball, but you could do with a bigger cock sportif sponsorship to help you pay for your rent. Yeah. Uh, the actual story was the NASSC, National Association of Science in Sports Chile, have a strange unit of measurement to record individual players' cardiovascular performance during a game. Uh, so the measurement, the cock, known be. as COCK or cock, measures heart rate during a match. Players with the biggest cock are rewarded from the Chilean right. national governing body during international duty. Unbelievable. The, story, the, way, the way that language can translate into other countries. I'd love to know what stuff from our language in Chile. People, There's two guys right now re- recording a podcast over Skype in Chile being like, <laughs> you know, that's really funny how they say bread. <laughs> it means vagina in our language. Don't know why they're Welsh. And Chilean at the same time, but so we got three three stories. We got the Chile big cock. If you've got a bigger cock, you are rewarded by the Chilean government. We've got the story with the manager bollocks, which is uh, the new manager bringing in monkey testicles to help mm. his players. And then we've got the story about the Rangers title winning forward who told everyone basically to choke your wife uh, before games. Which um, one are you going to go for? My head is saying the first story because. As ridiculous as your mind works when you're writing these stories, I, yeah. To be honest, I'll be honest with you. I think it's a bit of a trick of yours because I stopped listening halfway through because yeah. I was just like more thinking about this. Absolutely you mean to read no, it again? No, sure. no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I got the gist of it. Yeah, um, I'm more making my mind up on the fact that it's about wives being strangled and the fact it was a long clue. So I'm going to go with that as being false um due to the fact that it's over elaborate and i feel like you've put a lot of effort into manufacturing that lie okay Uh, yeah clue number two which the monkey testicles the monkey testicles um i can't believe it's true before i started this podcast i would have laughed that away but yeah now i know now you'll believe anything all yeah literally i would i would believe anything yeah anything you could tell me that an Argentinian uh, 
second division footballer ate a table, and I would believe you. Oh yeah, he did. Is our next week's show? Pablo Suarez ate a table. Wow, okay, I believe it. And had chairs as his side portion. So he had chairs as his side portion because chairs are to the side of the table. Yeah. Clue number three uh, is my choice this week of the true story. Okay, so I, that I, was. I, yeah, that was the um, the Chilean national football governing body. That was that was the awarding chili awarding players with big cock cocks. chilies. The chili bigger cocks. your cock, the, the bigger your more cock in Chile. Awarded in Chile. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That is okay. what I am going for, boy. Okay. Do you want to know the answer? Um, could I know at the end of the show? You can. Brilliant. What's next? Um, well, next is... You want to talk go- about something? Yeah, I want to talk about something. So a topic I wanted to discuss very briefly, and I wasn't going to, but I just... I was going through my phone a bit and I noticed it. So it's a fun game that I saw tweeted by... I would give the Twitter handle, but I actually hate this Twitter page and I okay. refuse to credit them. Um, but, you know, a broken clock tells a right time once a day and they put a good tweet out. So fun game, name a footballer along with a job role they look like they suit best. So Ooh. one of them, James Madison, a rep from the Magaluf A hundred percent. I'd say, I was going to say a rep. This one though, I, I think this might be the best one. There's a couple of contenders, but Andy Robertson, the guys that sell Sky TV packages in shopping centres. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. What about right? Think up, think up some new ones though. Harry well, Maguire. How about Harry Maguire uh, was actually on here Tesco. as the B and Q help desk. Yeah, he was going to be on. I thought it was like a Tesco checkout. Yeah, um, Yakubu, Weatherspoon's bouncer. Yeah, you're not getting past Yakubu. This might be the other best one though. Bruno Fernandez nodding people down the water slides in Benidorm. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mark Viduka, head chef at Beef Eater. Yeah. Phil Jones, unsuccessful estate agent. I'd say recruitment consultant. Stan Collymore, female boxer. He's pretty good at that. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. And finally, Adam Johnson, primary school teacher. I don't think that would be a good fit. That's, I think that's really bad. It's very in poor taste, whoever said that. Can we, can we try and think of some other ones? Well, you just well, have to say a footballer. I'll say a footballer, then you've okay. got to guess one, and then you say a footballer, then I'll guess one. This is as close to stand-up comedy that we'll ever get. Jamie Vardy. Uh, Jamie Vardy... Pushing trolleys at Asda. Okay. You go. Oh. Uh, one matter. One matter. One matter is a geography teacher. Yeah. In Spain. In Spain. Mm. What about... Um, what about... Kasper Schmeichel? Kasper Schmeichel. Yeah. Oh, he's quite a normal-looking, good-looking guy. Um, I'd say a moderately successful sales rep. 
Yeah, I can see that. I was thinking like a volleyball coach. Mm, that's another sport, though. That's like boring. He's already a sports person. Okay, do another one. Uh, okay, another one. I'm going to go with Diego Costa. Diego Costa is the guy. Diego Costa is unemployed. Um, okay. He sells drugs. He, wow. In the favelas. He's, yeah, he's the guy that you bring with you on a drug deal as your backup because he looks terrifying. 100%. Yeah, he's the guy it. in the passenger seat who stares at you. Not that I know this, by the way. Yeah. Go on. Do you wanna, no, I was going to say, do you want to move on from this? You do one more. Okay. Um, former player. Okay. Paul Scholes. Uh, DPD delivery driver. <laughs> <laughs> David De Gea David De Gea school caretaker uh, Tammy Abraham Tammy Abraham um, Argos see I think Tammy Abraham would be a kids entertainer like a kids rep what? on a, on a holiday <laughs> on a holiday yeah yeah by this room right so moving on I'm um, just going to get beer okay Anyway, moving on to my first topic, well, my second now that I chucked that in at the last minute, quotes around the world. Football or pay gate is something that we've already discussed. I'm piggybacking on that is a quote from Carlos Tevez, who said, footballers can live for six months without getting paid. They're not in the same despair as those who have to leave their house at six in the morning and return at seven in the evening to feed the family. So there are a couple of footballers out there having a go at other footballers as well, not just Matt Dickwad. Close, Hancock. And next quote, um, Alex Ferger, son, don't you do that again. Van Percy on his time at Manchester United mentioned... We lost against City in April and we were still 12 points ahead. Two players went to a party the night after the match. Next day, Ferguson stuck pictures from this party on the walls and said, if we lose this title, it's because of these two arseholes. He didn't stop there, but warned us that if he heard any of us going out before we'd won the league, we'd be out of the team. He was merciless, saying, I don't care who you are or how many trophies you've won, if you go out before the end of the season, I'll sell you. Reason I'm saying this quote is is basically I loved it. I loved Ferguson, but it goes to show what kind of stuff that man used to do. And this was quite far along into his career to keep that hunger for so long that you would do something like this to tell your players off, something that unique and original. Yeah. Goes to show he's the best manager that has ever lived. So do you agree with that? Yeah, because some people have the audacity to say Pep Guardiola. Guardiola's probably third for me. Second. See, this is the thing, though, because we can't. We don't remember. Obviously, Brian Clough. Everyone who's of a different generation to us will talk about Brian Clough. But just just the the managers that I've seen, I'd have Jose Mourinho. Prime, prime, prime. Mm. Jose Mourinho is second. Yeah. Pep's third, uh, Ancelotti. You probably look at Ancelotti um, in Who's their it? prime. Simeone, yeah. 
in their prime. Are we just going to do a four hundred, mate? I put okay. So top five, <laughs> top five would be Sir Alex. You got to put Brian Clough in there, though. I know he went around for him, but you look at what he's done. He done in his well, career. You could look at Lowe's. You could look at Sir Ralph Ramsey. You could look at um, Matt Busby. You can look at. Well, there's there's loads of managers in in the past. You like great Liverpool managers, great United Paul managers, Jewell. great Paul Jewell, F- Nottingham Forest, Paul Jewell, and mm. his sex tape. Like Paul Jewell sex tape. Next one, si senor, give Maxi the mic and he will bore. So Maxi Rodriguez on his time at Liverpool. Rafa asked if I spoke English as it was pivotal. So I say, see, si. the press conference is held and says that I'm speaking after him. So I grab him and say, I have a confession. I don't know English. The only thing I know is, hello. He said, no way, you're a son of a bitch. That's a story Who there. Who said that? Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez said, you're a son of a bitch. To Maxi Rodriguez. In a serious way? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Imagine how annoyed Rafa. you'd be. Like, he lied to him. Yeah, but at the same time, did Maxi Rodriguez understand him? Did he say, you're a son of a bitch? Or did he say, puta well, madre? I, I don't I, know if that's a thing. Son of a, uh, the puta de madre is, you're a son of a bitch. Yeah. Something like that, anyway. But what I find hilarious about that is that Rafa Benitez just went, you know, um, you know, like, do you speak English? And then Maxi Rodriguez just went, see. And he's like, just puts his thumb up, turns away, doesn't say another word to him. To check it. Like, do you like Nando's? Is Rafa Benitez getting in your list, by the way? Your top five I was thinking that. Uh, He's up there. Uh, Next uh, quote is, Ronald, don't judge a book by its cover. So, Dybala said of Cristiano Ronaldo, I said to Ronaldo, Cristiano, in Argentina, we hate you a bit because of your figure, because of how you are, of how you walk. The truth is that you've surprised me because I find you to be different. And I always thought this when Ronaldo, not so much when he went to Real Madrid, but when he went to Juventus, he, he was even more of a brand. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was a gigantic brand. It's more than of just a player. 100%. And what do those other players think? Because obviously Higuain was there at the time, Dybala there at the time, and yeah. you know, all these players. And Ronaldo's coming in, he's now, they are now all serving him. That he is the god of the club. Yeah. And I, it was refreshing to see this because I was like, do you know what? Footballers are humans at the end of the day. And people haven't really got a bad word to say about Ronaldo. That's what I was going to say. How many times Apart from that have you seen people? Break, but... Yeah, false in the end. So oh. um, <laughs> brought, brought that one down straight away, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, so Ronaldo, a lot of people, how many times have you seen them criticizing Ronaldo? But how many times do you see people saying how good of a guy he is? Yeah, so, I mean, and like when I when I've seen you know ex United players or players that have played with him, Portuguese players talk about Ronaldo, what he's like, and they all say how supportive he is, how much of a great guy he is. He's he might not be their best mate, but he he is kind of like look at Bruno Fernandes, look at Nani, those players who were at Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes coming over, sought advice off uh, off Ronaldo. Spoke mm. to him. Diego Dallos also talked about how he had support as well before coming over. And obviously, look at the Portuguese team ended up winning the Euros. 
off the back of a leader, which was basically Cristiano Ronaldo carried that team. Um, so they all believed in him. And obviously, you've got to like someone to, to believe in him. Definitely. Uh, final story or quote. What does the fox pay? Are you loving the these titles, pay? by the way? Yeah. Really According to Spanish press, and I quote, Leicester City wants Coutinho on loan with a buying option. I saw that. Brendan Rodgers is the great admirer of Coutinho, with whom he already met at Liverpool. So the title, what does the Fox pay? A hell of a lot if they're going to want to land Coutinho. Not Not going to happen. Not that much if they get rid of Madison. But would you have Madison or Coutinho right now? No. Never in a million years. I just asked you, would you have Madison over Coutinho right now? And you said never in a million years. No, Coutinho over Madison every single day. Sorry, you just don't shut the fuck up about Madison whenever I'm around you. So I, I was expecting. Do I? All the time. Really? All the time. Yeah, all the time. I don't even rate him that highly. And Grealish. I like Jack Grealish, but. You put no. on Aston Villa versus like Barnsley. Right, when okay. I was there, just no, so you could watch Grealish. To... Well, no, I put on. Not Villa because versus... you wanted to watch the game. You said, I want to watch Grealish. But there's certain players, and this is what this is what I put to put to you when I put that on, was that there's certain players you just want to watch. Like yeah, Jack Grealish just, is one yeah. of those players where it's just fascinating to watch him. Like a player who's quite young but developing, he's got a very unique style. Like mm. I like watching play James Madison's the same, but like it's the same yeah, for loads of teams. Like I, I watch PSG for Neymar. I used to because watch. I'm um, fascinated by him. I used to watch Toronto in the MLS lot just to watch Giovinco. Giovinco, yeah. You do. I watch it. watch every every game that Zlatan has played in for whatever team he's playing in. Yeah. So like, I, I watch Wales. I watch Wales for Bale. Like it's, yeah. it's one of those. So yeah. I watch Wales because I'm Welsh. But no, uh, Philip Coutinho to Leicester not going to happen ever. You don't think? No way. Because my question was, how big are Leicester? I actually think they're big enough to land Coutinho. Mm-mm. They are. I don't think they are. Definitely are. Why are they not? Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham. Those are your teams that could land Coutinho. And Leicester. I don't think Leicester can. And I'm saying Tottenham at a push. This is someone that they, but they under signed. Jose maybe. They signed Thielmans for 40 million. Yeah, different profile of player. I know. Philip that. Coutinho, Liverpool, Barca, Bayern Munich. If he takes a step sideways from Bayern Munich, or from Barcelona, the only sideways steps he's taking are back to Liverpool, United, Liverpool and United. Well, PSG. It's what it's what the Fox pays at the end of the day, mate. If they so pay he's going to take a step down. If they pay the money, it's like you could say the same thing with Ancelotti, Real Madrid, Napoli, PSG. Yeah, Everton. it was a shock. It was a shock, Ancelotti, going to Everton. But Everton have always been a big a big club in in, in England. Leicester, not saying Leicester are a small club, but where Leicester sits compared Massive to the, the teams that Philip Coutinho could potentially play for and would deserve to play for because of how talented he is, I think Leicester are right, probably on the bottom end of the scale. Fantastic. Well, next up, it is the twat list. Yeah. Love the twat list. Okay. So you're Brad Pitt. Twat. Don't impress me much. Twat. Twat. That theme was sick. Mate, honest to God, I thought yours last week was good. Bit overproduced. Bit overproduced. Very overproduced. 
very overproduced. A lot of people wrote in and said, I'm never listening to your show again if Alex does that again on Garage Band. Like a lot, and we're talking thousands of people. Really? Thousands. Right, I won't do it again. Tone it down next time. Okay. So, twat list, Alex, I'm going to give you and the audience three cryptic clues to guess who I have deemed as a twat. Or as we learned the other week, twat is a broad definition. A you bit can of be, a wally. You can, some, you can either be a twat, like Pierce Morgan le- level of a skill, although he's redeemed himself somewhat, somehow, in the last week. Not really. It's kind of like, I can see you squinting at me like I'm wrong, but he has been quite on point on Twitter mm. about the NHS recently. Mm. But anyway, so Pierce Morgan... Highest level of the spectrum, yeah, yeah. Bottom, Ronaldinho, who yeah. has made the twat list, but because he's he's like, ah, oh, mate, you're such you're such a twat, mm. such a twat, in you. What's what's mm. the matter with you? So, who is my twat list this week, Alex? Clue number one. This could both be a film with Robin Williams, where he ages differently, and something to help you fix your car. So clue number one is this could both be a film with Robin Williams where he ages differently and something to help you fix your car. Okay? Okay. You're thinking of that film, aren't you? Yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah. It's kind of... (laughs) It's kind of like a Benjamin Button film, but with Robin Williams in. Right. Yeah. Okay. So clue number two... That burger topping is so good, I'm going to combine it with two words words to describe how bloody great it was. So clue number two. That burger topping is so good, I'm going to combine two words to describe how bloody great it was. How great it was. How great it was that burger okay. so good. I'm going to combine two words to describe how bloody great it was. Clue number three: the NHS is really important, guys. I promise, but not really though. So, clue number three was the NHS is really important, guys. I promise, not really though. So there, we got three clues out there. Three okay. cryptic clues to take you on a cryptic journey of my mind. Yeah. Um, where are you, mate? Where are you? I'm at home at the moment, uh, self-isolating. Yeah, yeah, same here. Where are you with the twatless clues? Uh, with the twatless clues, I am nowhere. I'm in the really? wilderness. Are you really? Yeah. So with the can I talk to you clues, about what you I'm are thinking? in the middle of a public park within one meter's distance of other people having a barbecue disobeying the government regulations. That's where you're at. Pretty with the clues. much where I am, yeah. Okay. What are you thinking? Right, so clue number one. Mm-hmm. Say, say the clues and I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Clue number one was, this could both be a film with Robin Williams where he ages differently and something to help you fix your car. Okay, so something to help you fix your car. Mm. Be a jack. Okay. Uh, he ages differently in Jumanji. Okay. I think... Because right, he gets right. trapped in the game. Does he get trapped in the game? I think he gets trapped right. in the game. So he ages differently there. But then I couldn't think of any other Robin Williams. Uh, he's Peter Pan. Mm. Is he Peter Pan? 
I'm now realising Robin Williams has been in a lot of films where, they, where he ages <laughs> differently. Peter Pan, so it could be Peter. Could be Peter. Could be Pan. Could be Jack. Mm. Uh, what's your second clue? Uh, the second clue was that burger topping is so good, I'm going to combine two words to describe how bloody great it was. So great burger topping cheese, because you grate cheese. Okay, no. Or am I way off? Okay. Burger toppings would be onions. Burger topping, no, no. Could right. be lettuce, could be tomato. No, you still haven't got it. I'm guessing could be a sauce. Mm, no, I'm guessing you don't put this on your burgers, Bruce. It is great when you have it. Anchovies. What? Why would you put anchovies on your burger? I don't know. I don't. You do. I don't do that. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Who told you that? I Who can't think. That? I no, can't think of burger that? toppings. Who told you to put anchovies on burgers? Paul Jewell. Oh. I can't think of. I can't think of any burger toppings. Okay, that's surprising it'd be considering great. how many you eat. Clue number three: the NHS is really important, guys. I promise, but not really though. Mm. Right, what I'm going to do here, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the plot of the film with Robin Williams in and the audience, you here listening in your ear. So here's the plot. Because of an unusual disorder that has aged him four times faster than a typical human being, a boy looks like a 40-year-old man as he starts fifth grade at public school after being homeschooled. If you haven't seen that film, you didn't have a childhood. Big. Tom That's Tom Hanks. Right, so you're not anywhere there. Give me a name right now. Shout out a name at me. Carl Walker. What? Why Carl yeah. Walker? I don't know. You just put me on the spot. No, but I mean, based on the clues, I don't just mean shout a name out. Oh, Carl Walker. Fair enough. You're incorrect. Okay. When am Next I up, that? mate. Uh, you're going to find out at the end of the show. Um, you wanted to speak about something, didn't you, Alex? Carl Walker. Yes, Carl Walker. Are you just going to just say Carl Walker 40 times, then we're going to end the show? Yeah, Carl Walker. Kyle Walker, the funny name. Shit the pandemic. Oh, okay, now I'm sad again. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about during this kind of dark time that we're going through. What's going on? It's something that a lot of people are experiencing currently. What? It it's the furlough of wages. So right. what I was going to talk about was football clubs that are that are jumping on the bandwagon. And can okay. I just point out to start with, this scheme, it's not designed for football clubs to cash in, to look after their own Thank personal you. interests. Thank you. This is a job retention scheme. Yep. So I'll, I'll tell you some of the clubs that have, and it actually surprised me, but some of the clubs that have, have jumped on this bandwagon, Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspur have furloughed their staff. 
Ridiculous. So the government is paying 80% of Tottenham Hotspur staff. Can you just name, do you, do you have ever just name them in a row what clubs have furloughed their staff? Okay, this is, so this is Premier League. Off the top of my head, Tottenham, Newcastle, Norwich, Bournemouth, I think, and most okay. recently Liverpool. Uh, yeah. But Liverpool most recently doing it, which is shocking because this, is a, this isn't a team... The, Bournemouth and Liverpool, they're different ends of the scale. Bournemouth, okay. in terms of actual football club, to keep themselves afloat, will, not, will need, are more likely to need the, the government scheme than Liverpool would be or Tottenham would be. Well, I have a list But that's here. not the so, point. Arsenal, all staff will be paid as usual. I won't read out the ones who have made an announcement. Bournemouth. City have. No workers will be financially disadvantaged by the pandemic. Brighton, Burnley... All staff paid as usual. Crystal Palace, Everton, all paid as usual. Liverpool, furloughed. Manchester City, all thousand casual staff will be paid for the rest of the season. Man United will pay all casual staff as usual for postponed games. And again, if a game played at a later date, Newcastle United, all non-playing staff on temporary leave with full pay until 30, April 30th and instructed yeah. to apply for job retention scheme. So Newcastle United, Norwich City, furlough staff, uh, Tottenham, furlough staff, and Wolves staff will be compensated, but no further details. Right. So what I want to say here, I know it's your topic, but none of these clubs should even be allowed to apply for the furlough scheme. As, no. as you mentioned, it's... Uh, we, I, was set, I was talking to Brandon, who comes on the show a couple of times, um, about this earlier, Liverpool fan... Um, it doesn't matter whether it's ethical that these clubs are doing it or not. There's a certain amount of money available set by our government, a certain amount of pool of money, and clubs, companies, and everything else, cash-rich companies, shouldn't be allowed to take advantage of it. We're going to end up being in a huge recession because of corporations like Liverpool doing this furlough thing just because they want a little bit more profit. But in a few months' time, when it's all back to normal, hopefully, in the transfer window, they'll be, they'll be splashing out 80 million on a fucking transfer. Well, this is the thing. The, pe- the people who will try and not back them up, but will, will kind of support their club. Do- well, I don't, don't know why you would support your club doing it, but the, the organisations, as a fan base of a team, you've really got to kind of look at yourself and think, right, well, we're not going to accept this. So as a fan base, this should be really important for you because, like you said, this is money that's supposed to be going to people who need it rather than to a football club that just got £500 million for TV rights and winning the Champions League and winning the league, whatever. So we've got, we've got a situation where we've got... And I use Liverpool as an example, but I could use Tottenham. I could use Newcastle. And I'd love to use Newcastle because you could rip into Mike Ashley all day long, especially with what he's done with Sports Direct on and so forth. But Liverpool, what they've done is gone against what the whole club, the whole city, in my opinion, in my opinion, the the ethical code of a working class city is that they've decided that they're going to take money from a Tory government to support their staff who they could comfortably pay. And something that I wanted to talk to you about was a tweet, because I didn't include it in Tweets of the Week, but it was Stan Coddimore said it, and it just hit the nail on the head. 
Imagine how morally corrupt a sport can visibly and proudly be when a check for £600,000 will go to pay, playing staff, a playing staff member this month, but a £600 non-playing staff member check is stopped because it's desperately needed to protect club finances. Just let that sink in. And it's right. spot on. If anyone reads that tweet and th- doesn't get angered by it, they don't have a soul. And there's a few tweets that I, w- I, I was going to say, but uh, this is around the Liverpool subject, and I don't want to pick on them, but them Liverpool, Tottenham, Newcastle in particular, those are kind of, they're the dickheads in this scenario. Real Madrid didn't furlough their staff. This is Zach, uh, Zach Lowy. Zach Lowy. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Instead, yeah. they've continued to pay them their full salaries, donated healthcare equipment and money, and loaned their stadium to... Secure, uh, to store medical supplies it's easy to say you'll never walk alone it's not easy to act like it that's another tweet uh, Dr be... Alex oh, sorry, Dr Alex say, George I, I agree, I agree. Yeah, am I, I allowed I to know, say anything to be fair I know you agree with everything that I'm going to okay. say uh, Dr Alex George you'll never walk alone unless there is a pandemic and we can save cash at the taxpayers expense Liverpool FC so what people aren't understanding is the connection between you'll never walk alone as something that you you say as a club motto or a club statement, um, and the decision to furlough your staff. The yeah. problem where people and Liverpool fans might be in in agreement, or they might they might be split about it. Likelihood is a lot of Liverpool fans I can imagine completely disagree with the way that their club is is running financially currently. There's no um, way to defend it. There's no way to defend there it. There isn't. There isn't. There isn't. And that, that's bottom line. But you'll never walk alone as a statement. It's something, like I said, it, I've said it on Twitter today. We've talked about it. A few of us have talked about it. But you're, you're talking about you'll never walk alone like as a community, as a club, as a city. You're all together. Mm. And Liverpool's a working class city. Then your club, the kind of pinnacle, the the biggest thing about Liverpool, currently the city, have decided to furlough their staff to take 80% of government money that is aimed to provide support to people who need it and taking it for themselves and using it to pay their staff, but paying 20% extra themselves to try and kind of combat and try and sit in the middle. Oh, look, we're going to pay an extra 20% because, look, we're not the bad guys. Put that extra 20% in. So you're not going to lose out on any money. That's not the fucking this point. Is, th- this is where we disagree. Don't disagree because I agree on the majority with you. The fact that they're giving the other 20% uh, isn't the reason I'm angry at them. Uh, the reason the staff are on furlough isn't in terms of their wages. The staff, fair enough. They've got, they've got 100% of their wages. That's great for them, okay? They're not affected. What pisses me off the most is the fact that they have decided to actually do the act of furloughing their staff when they are taking advantage of the economy of Great Britain. We're going to be in a massive recession after this. And the fact that big companies like this are taking advantage, that's what annoys me. Mm. And yes, when that Zach Lowe's tweet about you'll never walk alone, I can agree more now that that, Chant is null and void for their club. It's embarrassing. Why do you think that? Because Liverpool have always kind of built themselves 
an ideology, an iconography of cohesiveness and, you know, never walking alone and all that because yeah. of the working class background. Well, I, as big as this pandemic is, and it is massive, it will be talked about for decades, hundreds of years. And people will make fun of Liverpool for decades also, every single time they chant, you'll never walk alone. Yeah. Because their club betrayed, betrayed the working class man. You'll never just, walk alone unless there's a pandemic. Yeah. And, and, but this is, this is the point that some people are making or p- some people are saying. And I saw, I can't remember who it was. There was someone on Twitter I'd screen, screenshotted saying that because it's, it's something that they're saying, because they're paying 20% extra, then they're not the bad guys because they're topping up those wages. They're well, the bad guys no, for even doing the government job retention scheme. That's the point. It's 80% of the, of the wages. But you're gonna, and this is where players will come under scrutiny because the club is deciding to pay them full, in full, their wages. But then the people who are earning £600 a month, a grand a month, whatever it is, are having 80% of their wages paid by a government scheme, which is completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. unnecessary. It's, yeah. it's absolutely disgusting. Liverpool, Tottenham, Norwich, Newcastle, hang your heads in shame because as far as I'm concerned, any ethical or moral code has gone out the window. We'll see, we, we see the true morality of a sport under time, in times of need. And this is a massive time of need. And we're looking at clubs, huge clubs, who are not supporting, or if they're not supporting their staff, they're not supporting their economy, their local economy. They're not supporting their city. They're, yeah. And Newcastle, Newcastle, like I say, I could rip into Newcastle, probably the worst of the lot. But Liverpool also, Tottenham, absolutely shocking. Absolutely Definitely. Shocking. And you look, the only similar thing I can say, it's not similar, but the minor strike back in the 80s, um, we still chant scab, scab, uh, Nottingham Forest fans because they oppose the minor strike. Well, people will remember this. People, people will, will remember, remember the actions of Norwich, Tottenham, live 100%. Yeah. Right, let's end the show. It's all over, I think. No. Right, uh, end of the show, mate. Another end of the show. Um, Going to end it on a positive note, as you said. Uh, yeah. Things got a little bit heated there. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's quite weird doing this over Skype, but it is where it is, mate. Go we'll put up with done. it. And just so you, everyone knows, goalposts for jumpers, we haven't furloughed our staff. We are paying we, full wages to everyone. We are paying full wages. We, no, we are not taking advantage of the government pretensions. Oh, I do actually need to speak to you about that, Alex, after we finish. It's kind of what you were talking about. Um, I won't okay. say live on air, but okay. you get, you're getting furloughed. But what? No, so two lies and the truth. Two lies and the truth. Two lies and the truth. Okay, so we had three stories. You went with uh, the one which is the Chilean one. Do you remember the story? Uh, the Chilean cock story. Longest cock in Chile story. Pretty much, yeah. I'll tell you the three stories again. I will make them as brief as I can for the first one because it is a very long one. Uh, that was the first story. Huge game coming up. Don't choke. No, actually do. That was uh, in 1934. Rangers title winning forward James Marshall qualified as a doctor, then proceeded to give advice to fellow players about how to choke your wife and how often to do it before games. We had story number two. Okay. Which was, oh, let me try and remember. It was monkey nuts. That was it. 
It was the new ma- this new manager is the bollocks. That was 1937 Wolves manager Frank Buckley was caught up in a doping scandal when he began injecting his players with monkey testicles. Uh, I mean, mm. yeah. And then story number three, which is the one that you went with. You're good with the ball, but you could do with a bigger cock. That was the NASSC, National Association of Science and Sports, Chile, have a strange unit of measurement to record individual players' cardiovascular mm-hmm. performance during a game. The measurement known as COCK, or cock, measures heart rate during a match. Players with the biggest cock are rewarded from the Chilean national governing body during international duty. Are you still yeah. going to stick with that story? I am, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, because you're trying to get... I will give get... you one chance to no, change your no, mind. No, you're, you're trying to get me to not say it because it's right. No. One chance? You'd, you'd play mind games. Just tell me the right answer. Okay. The correct story, the true story, is this new manager is the bollocks. I was going to go with that. Bollocks. Ah. Ah. That was the Wolves manager, Frank Buckley, injecting his players with monkey testicles. That actually ah. happened. Actually happened. Ah. That is insane. Yeah. How did you get away with that? Uh, he didn't. I think he got caught and then he was sacked. What's the punishment for that? Like, imagine, imagine, imagine the meeting. Excuse me, um, we're going to have to let you go. Why? Well, the monkey why, testicles. Monkey testicles, mate. What? I mean, you, surely you'd know. Sure, like, why do I even need to explain why I've sacked you? The punishment would be that uh, monkeys will now inject themselves with... Um, Frank Buckley testicles, right? Right. So he's he's locked up in some laboratory somewhere, strung up and right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, surprised yeah. by that. Not. I knew the first story wasn't true though. You went all out on that. You went all out. I did. And it was overproduced. It's overproduced, mate. And and I, I swear to God, if I have to deal with those thousands of calls again, you're already furloughed, mate. And I swear to God, that would me being kind. Oh, so I am furloughed. You what? What? Uh, so twat list. Yeah. Okay. So clue number one, you did you weren't anywhere yet with this. I no, imagine I quite. I imagine quite a few people have got this, especially the ones who've seen this film. So clue number one, this could both be a film with Robin Williams where he ages differently and something to help you fix your car. Come on, you've already said it, Jack. Okay. Hook. Captain clue Hook. number Peter two. Pan. Clue number two. That burger topping is so good, I'm going to combine two words to describe how bloody great it was. Come on, mate. Surely. Great. So you're putting emphasis on the word great. Yeah, that's one of the words. Great. Grated cheese. Clue number three. This is insane, your last cause. The NHS is really important, guys. I promise, but not Really, though? That, I'm assuming, is why this person is a twat. Why are you assuming that? I don't know. Well, to assume, mate, makes an ass out of you and me. So, clue number one, final answer, what are you going with? I'll go with, and it's a long shot, I'll go with Carl Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Do you want me to just give you the answer? Yeah, go on. Okay, so this could both be a film with Robin Williams where he ages differently. That film is called 
jack and something to help you fix your car a car jack yeah i haven't seen the film called jack okay but you said jack multiple times and not one point did you just go with jack's your name i'll go with jack you it, you went with peter wait Pan. is it jack grealish it's jack grealish so that burger top is so good i'm going to combine great with relish oh that's a grelish that's grelish that's mental how is it that's mental how is it mental that's mental because if you had thought relish you would have been great great yeah. relish grelish yeah it's only mental because you didn't get it yeah that's mental what do you mean that's a good twat list and the NHS is important. So the clue number three was, yes, you are correct. It's the reason why they're a twat. The NHS is really important, guys. Jack Grealish came out rather embarrassing. Well, not at the time, and done a video discussing to stay at home because of the NHS and he was supporting the NHS, etc. And then whilst in the lockdown, he was drink driving his white Range Rover with randomly Tony Capaldi in it and crashed so his weird. car. What yep. were they doing? Why is he with Tony Cabaldi? Can we talk about what they might have been doing? Why would you be with ex-footballer Tony Cabaldi? To give you a reference... He if he was with Lewis 400... Cabaldi, I might, I might understand. Tony but even Cabaldi, then... though, he has 400 followers on Twitter, right? And that's, that's nothing wrong with that, because you have about 12. Um, but it's the most random friendship ever. He's like 10 years older than him, completely irrelevant. Nothing to do with Aston Villa at the moment, mm. or ever, I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, Jack Grealish is my twat this week. And to be honest... He belongs there. He belongs there. He's been teetering on the edge of the twat list for a very long time. I think and now he, he's he finally was, made the leap. He was a twat, and then that Birmingham fan punched him, and then I felt a bit sorry for yeah, him, but that so he was went great. away. What he, what he did there was brilliant. Yeah. How he dealt and, with that was brilliant. And then he became a very, quite a very good footballer in the Premier League, and I was yeah. respecting more that this happened, and plummeted. His stocks plummeted. He yeah. is a twat. Jack Riddish, welcome to the twat list. And that is the end of the long and winding road, Alex. Another show. No doubt we'll probably stop recording and go straight on to Fortnite because there's nothing else to do with our lives at the moment. I'm going to drink. You're going to drink? I'm going to drink, get drunk, and fuck it. So you're handling the lockdown well? Yeah. To be fair, we've all become functional alcoholics, I would say. I know. But do you know what? This is, this is something, it's an awful situation. But let's look at some positives. We've okay. got the time to do what we've always wanted to do or what we've always yeah. put off. Yeah. So we've got time yeah. to do that. We've got time to spend with our families and our loved ones, not me because I'm by myself, which is fine. But we've got time to spend with our families and our loved ones, quality time. We're finding new talents. We're discovering new hobbies. We're trying new things. And most of all, we get to drink. Have you done any of that at all until you said drink? Uh, I did the drink bit quite well. Well done, mate. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you over Skype, mate. Yeah. Um, so, ooh, Gavin Ray, next episode. Gavin Ray's coming on. Yeah, See, we are good. doing something positive. Yeah. We are bringing footballers and ex-footballers, yeah, former Scotland got... international Gavin Ray. is going to be on this show next week. Yeah, and we've got uh, Super Furry Animals on in a few weeks as well. Super Furry Animals on. 
Yeah, um, the Queen is going to address the nation on this podcast. The tomorrow, Queen's coming I on think? to do two lies and the truth. That's it. And uh, what else we got? Should we end? We should yeah. probably end it. This is yeah, shit, man. They think it's all over. We get that.